0: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All righty, welcome to the show today. It's your host, Doug Crow with the Author your Brand Show. We are gonna talk about some crazy, interesting stuff today, believe it or not. It, it involves a uh, failure and excel but those could be two separate topics we'll see um on our show today i've got a guy with a really cool podcast called the failure guy podcast how failure is a necessary part of success not just happenstance answer. you gotta you know sometimes go through it it's needed he also runs a company that teaches people how to run excel which we can all use so without further ado our guest today ben currier ben how are you today
1: i am unbelievable how are you doing
0: i'm doing great thank you so I- yeah, I'm not talking to you, Alexa. Shut the heck up. Why are you <laughs> speaking out? Um, I'd like to find out about this topic. You uh, you named it the Failure Guy podcast. So um, where did that come from?
1: It was a meandering um, kind of path towards it. because, uh, So I was reading a lot of self-help books, and I couldn't implement any of the actual positive things from it. I was just struggling to – I mean, I'd, I'd consume all the information, but I couldn't put it into action. But a lot of them – were saying you have to get comfortable with failure in order to succeed so i was like okay well what can i do to like make that something that i don't forget about so i i checked to see if the license plate failure was available shocker no one had taken it yet so i i put the failure license plate in my car i had no plans on what i was going to do with it i was originally going to write a book to you know the point of your whole thing but i realized that i only had a very specific realm of failure and that I didn't know enough, or at least I'd written like 3,000 words and I was like, well, I could make this all me, but it'd be kind of cool if I did a podcast where I interviewed other people about their failures. And I think in like today's society of um, social media, highlight reels and everyone's amazing and showing their best self, uh, a lot of people don't focus on how they got there and just the massive amounts of uh, mistakes, failures, things that didn't go right that don't get seen or shown and i thought it was uh, important to to share people's stories and i just had wow. you recently on the podcast and and you yes were a fabulous example of uh, of sharing that and being vulnerable
0: yeah i've uh i failed multiple times and quite dramatically <laughs> so it's um it, it's funny you know i um when it happened i was too embarrassed to tell a soul i mean i was voted most likely to succeed in high school so for me to go through my big dip you know of all that crap which you could hear about i'm a failure guy podcast so check it out Mm -hmm. um i was i was unable to even tell anybody about for almost a year and uh too embarrassing and uh, i think that's an interesting interesting point that it is necessary because yeah without that it wouldn't be where you are i wouldn't i wouldn't wish tragedy at my worst enemy but once you have to we, we can't get out of life without it, I guess, right? You know, it's
1: if you're doing anything outside of your comfort zone or anything in the creativity space or anything that's pressing any bounds that haven't already been tread, you're gonna you're gonna have some mess ups because you don't know what's gonna happen. And uh, yeah. for me, I didn't even realize that I was a, <laughs> that these failure things were happening because in corporate America, you get fi- so my thing is mainly getting fired from every job I've had since graduating college, and you can go through life and not have to face that because in corporate America, they'll just say, you, he worked for this amount of time and this is this thing. And so I wouldn't have to tell anybody I got fired. I never have to even like face it. And then five firings into it. I was like looking back going, oh man, I was fired from every one of these. Like I had to, I didn't even realize it myself. So then once I realized it, I was like, I certainly didn't want to tell people. But then I started to say, well, who cares? How am I going to get past it if I never even, you know, look at it myself? And then also, I didn't want to go back to corporate America, so I figured if I put out in the world, who's gonna to want to hire me? You know, <laughs> at least yeah. as a full-time employee.
0: It's not like you put the word "loser" in your life. Like, failure is a little bit different than you know being a loser. So it's like, hey, you know.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's funny. I mean, I like people. Well, my car had also been totaled by a hailstorm, and it's a Prius, so people are judging me, anyways, all the time. So I figured I'd throw failure on them just to throw them for a loop and see what it was like. But what really was amazing to me, is so like having looking in rearview mirror seeing people take pictures of it driving up next to me and staring at me it was a lot of uh i gotta get past caring what people think and so after doing a year and a half of that i'm like i don't even notice people looking at me anymore because i don't care what they think because i've spent so much time watching them judge me that like it was like exposure therapy to not caring about what people think
0: wow so a priest in a health someone with a failure license plate really not a thing to pick up chicks with i guess huh
1: Uh, not a lot of things no no not definitely didn't happen that way what i did learn is it's bad if you have um a easily identifiable license plate with a bumper sticker that leads to a website with your full name if there's road rage or any sort of scenarios where people want to find out who you are and then they can immediately do that it's not probably the best idea so uh flash forward to (laughs) <laughs> yeah well yes Oops, uh, but okay. meaning uh i wish i was like oh i hope these people can't find me but i know they can so uh more like i would suggest people who think about advertising on your license plate it's probably not the most efficient way to do it but um i think it's just an interesting way of uh trying things out one day i had a, I put the phone number for the podcast i i like duct taped a poster board to my car and I had a microphone set up in the car and I was driving through, I was on a giant road trip. Um, and it was like 10 hours. I had it on my car. Nobody yeah. called. Also on the website, I said, take a picture. And people were taking pictures of my car, but they weren't, it said, email me the picture. Yeah. It was like the first thing on the site and one person did it in a year and a half. So I'm like, it's amazing how hard it is to get people to do something. And I would have yeah. done that for sure. I know if I saw someone like that, like, yeah, I was only, marketing to me basically uh in that moment because i would do all these things but no one else apparently uh cared. well
0: because you know you're you're a failure at it i guess i don't know what to tell you. yeah
1: <laughs> but i learned and but flash forward to um last april i yeah. totaled it was already totaled but i wrecked the car so i have a nice uh-huh. picture of it with the failure plate totally wrecked but that car is no longer my life so i got the failure license plate in this room but it's not currently attached to a car but like I said, it's not a great idea, so I'm probably not going to put it on the next car. But I would highly recommend everybody in the country, whatever state you're in, grab the failure plate. I want to have 50 failure plates <laughs> across the oh, country. <laughs> so franchise go opportunity! Yeah.
0: yeah, you get one per state here, and mm-hmm. then you could license out the uh, the failure guy podcast. You could actually have co you know co-hosts or the uh, affiliate stations, right?
1: Yeah, or just um. Extra special friends who who get it, friends of <laughs> failure, as I call them.
0: All right. So I'd like to find out um, like the craziest failure story you've heard so far.
1: Oh, that I've heard so far? Yeah. I mean, so yours is pretty up there with losing the multi million dollar business and like uh, 17 foreclosures or whatever 19. that happened to be. <laughs> 19. Yep. I know I'd get the number wrong because it was such yeah, an right. excessive amount of them. Um, yeah. I think uh, the biggest failure. I don't know i mean i really don't know i think everybody's got their own their own things nothing stands out to me as i want to um emphasize this person really messed up uh but people everybody unless they don't want to admit to it some people really get um kind of uncomfortable with the word failure they're like oh i don't like viewing things as a failure or whatever you know it's like they they don't want to they want to be higher than that like like high road me on it and i'm like Okay, fine. I get it. Like, really, failure is only giving up on something that you shouldn't have given up on. That's really true failure. Everything else is just kind of a lesson or a learning or a mistake. I don't know. Even
0: even giving up on something isn't a failure because you're still alive. So you could call it a pivot. You yeah, know, You, you, don't you have should to say,
1: give up on some things.
0: Yeah, like smoking or eating too much or whatever. It's
1: or the wrong know, business. I
0: mean, yeah. Right. I've always I've always said that fa- both failure and success are all are both temporary. So.
1: Yeah, they're common. They're very common. And but we don't talk about it. We just hide it, like you were saying. You took you a year to wanna. I mean, you don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk to you about it. No one wants to like hear uh, like be your therapist for a half second, even if you're just talking about it. Like uh, right. So I wanted to have like an opener forum for that.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny. I'm thinking about um uh, the weight loss industry. The people who are successful at that post their before and after pictures, right? Okay, that's fine. You had your challenges, now you're Adonis. Great, good for you. I've seen only one person who I know personally who started with a before picture before the after picture was ready. And she posted, here's where I'm starting.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: Whoa, good for you.
1: Right? I want to see two good. befores that never changed. Or yep. at least. Uh, <clears throat> well,
0: it, it, it added to her commitment saying, here's my, here's where I'm starting, I'm gonna start now posting it. And then every month I'll show some progress. And I. I forgot what happened to what she did, but um, it was very bold of her to um, come out with her quote unquote failure at, at the get go, you know?
1: Yeah, I I, um, I wouldn't say it's similar, but when I launched my paid Excel course, yeah. I launched it before it was ready and I gave a supreme discount because I wanted the pressure of knowing people are paying me. And I, if I don't make these videos, ah. you know, so like I can't motivate myself always, but if I've got people who have already bought it and are waiting on the content. Right. So then it really made it much easier to finish. Cause it's like, yeah. Hey, you guys can get like a, whatever. It's like 80% off, but realize yeah. it's not done. And it's not even necessarily guaranteed to, to happen, but it helped me get past some of the just motivational things.
0: Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know the name of this, this person we mentioned briefly, but I I don't know, TikTok either, but there's a gal there that teaches Excel. And I think she sings or something and she's got a training program. She's doing bank. I think I read an article. She's doing like like six figures a month song Excel wow. training on TikTok. TikTok and maybe Instagram too. See, but-
1: I'm so jealous because so I started my thing in like 2010. And-, and there was a point. So I've had like five million visitors to my site over time mm-hmm. and over 20 million minutes of my voice listened to Explain Excel. But for the first eight years, I had no ads, no way of making money. I was just paying yeah. to To teach people Excel because I didn't, because I don't like advertising. I don't like sales as much. I don't want to feel like a salesman. So I wanted to make sure it was good stuff uh, on its own merit. And then, but then I, by the time I went to the paid course, like I'd lost most of the traffic and like also SEO and stuff. And so, and I'm not, uh, I used to make a lot more content, but people like that who really can be consistent and stay with it, so impressive. And I just wish I had that mentality. Sometimes, you know, after doing it for 12 years, I'm like, a lot of people get bored with Excel. And if anyone's listening and is bored by Excel, I, I get it. You open it up. It's a blank thing that looks like you could do either everything or nothing in it. And it's yeah. very hard to to understand the value. And, uh, and yeah. myself, you know, sometimes it can get tough. But I've got to remember there's people out there who are obsessed with it and mm-hmm. want to learn more. But frequently I, I think about the people who are like, uh, that's, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about so- anything else. <laughs> So uh, I got to just re-motivate myself to to get into that because I love what I call procrastinating with the podcast rather than uh, like doing more things. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in a bunch of different workshops. I overcommit and content myself in in ways that um, sometimes can help me, sometimes don't. But since I have ADHD, yeah. it's, it's tough for me to uh, – always pick the right thing. And I call it instead of attention deficit disorder, I call it attention surplus disorder, but I just can't direct it in any specific way. It's just, (laughs) you know, wherever it happens to go.
0: And, um, you know, our, our culture makes it even more difficult nowadays. I think with all the distractions we have online and whatnot, I, uh, it was just this past year that I deleted all social media from my phone. It was so refreshing. And now I'm like, well, what do i do when i got two minutes of spare time what am i doing like i deleted games too because i can't do games i can't do social media because it's just it's a it's a mind melting and you know intelligence dil- diluting thing so you know i ended up you know putting a book on there read a little bit but it's, uh, it's funny you when you when you remove all that stuff all those distractions you're left with sometimes some empty space maybe meditating ben i, I don't know well uh <clears> so <throat>
1: do you know uh cal newport he wrote the book deep work Mm-mm. well that's the book people would know he also wrote another book called digital minimalism and he says to
0: mm-hmm.
1: get rid of all your social media apps for 30 days and then 30 days later add each one that adds value to your life to kind of like really consider whether or not that thing should be in your life and i think kind of what you did is the is a version of that where you needed a sabbatical from social media and then you can kind of figure out well okay I, which ones do i miss which ones do i want and like which might actually serve me rather than having 80 things going off notifications and not knowing what oh, to do.
0: No, I've had, I've had no notifications for years. The only thing that pings me is text messages. Um, my phone's off. I have no notifications on my phone. I, I got that nailed. It was a social media that was distracting me. Now it's like, well, if I want to go on there, I'll just go on my computer when I need, when I need to go and do something for work, I can go do it. But the social part, bores me to tears i mean see what people had for dinner last night I didn't care.
1: <laughs> i'm glad i mean I'm a, I'm a little younger than you but both of us grew yeah. up with no social media so if my most embarrassing right. moments were you know on youtube right. forever it would be so much more I, I, difficult to have lived uh during those times because i did really well in yeah. school but probably because i didn't have all those distractions
0: I probably would have been arrested. I think it was probably some things that were pretty, (laughs) pretty crazy illegal. But anyway, Um, all right. So from
1: everyone's memory, which is nice. You know, that's right. Then,
0: yes, right. So so I'm ranking in the top in the top five or so of the crazy uh failure stories. What about um on the success side? People use their their failures to build themselves up. Have you had any good memorable stories there?
1: Well so last week the week before you was Carol Baskin from Tiger King and so yeah. she was um so she had a pretty much success in her big cat rescue thing yeah. but then the the Netflix people were telling her that this new documentary is going to be like the the Blackfish thing that you know that remember that SeaWorld movie where they talked about how terrible SeaWorld was and the, and how they treat the killer whales you might yeah. not have seen it but it was like a really powerful documentary for the animals and they pitched that as the way it was going to be to her and then Uh it ended up being about joe exotic and his craziness and then her being maybe a murderer which to me i don't think she's a murderer but everyone else does point is uh for her to take that and then turn that into success i mean was on dancing with the stars she did all sorts of stuff and so i uh not that i would do that but (laughs) only because i would uh, be scared to do that but you know it's uh it's amazing how and getting death threats and stuff I just couldn't I don't know if I could handle a lot of those kind of things she was saying she's getting death threats for decades and so I can't take one I've not gotten one I don't know what's gonna happen when I get my first one so
0: oh I could I can help you with that if it ever happens I can help you with that really easily um
1: so you've gotten some no I
0: haven't okay. no I didn't
1: think about
0: that. but I have a friend <laughs> who um, he was an undercover DEA officer in Australia, right? So he's he's facing death like within a, a second. Someone could whack him, right? And he quit that to start a nonprofit that rescues children from the sex uh, trafficking trade, right? The kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's out there busting these these uh, slavery rings and he's getting death threats. And his like, director's saying... Gosh, Glenn, are you worried about getting death threats? Because no, because but there's. I saw the letter. They're threatening to kill you. It says, listen, if they're gonna kill me, they're gonna do it. They don't threaten you. They the just do it. A threat her, is only it's it's paper. It's
1: like, yeah, nah, it doesn't her, mean anything. Her take on it was, if you're not getting death threats, you're not doing enough uh, in the world. And she said, uh, stick with podcasting. And I'll probably start getting some. <laughs> Who you knows? Said this- Carol, <laughs> I mean, oh, Carol. Okay, she, wow. she was saying, like, you're not doing something that's, uh like, important enough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. You agree because you can do many important threats. things. I
0: don't
1: know. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know who gets death threats and who doesn't. My point was, I don't necessarily yeah. want more death threats, but I didn't mind the, the outlook of that you're doing something important rather than I just be scared.
0: It's a good perspective. You got to, you know, if you're not pushing the envelope, you're not pushing, you're not uh, Uh, promoting some kind of change in our culture environment society etc i suppose
1: your friend is more of a badass too because he was like in in the in the like undercover zone i'm not a badass so if someone's gonna try to kill me i don't care how they threaten me i don't know i don't want it to be a surprise i don't want it to be foreshadowed i just want them to be chill with me so uh, i prefer uh you know to not worry about it but but I have run into some people that look like I was saying with the whole license plate and tracking me right. thing. Um, some dicey characters that I wish uh, I didn't yeah. necessarily meet or trust or whatever. I'm too trusting. Yeah. Uh, typically. Well,
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure you're safe. You're not, you're not, uh, you know, you're not, um, you don't have a wildcat rescue. You're not doing undercover stuff. <laughs> I think you'd be okay with the podcast. I'm, I'm just saying, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good way to look at it and I don't, I don't, t- I really don't worry about uh, yeah. death. I used to think about death all the time, like every really? day and really? uh, like scared of it, not like um, uh, wanting it or whatever, just it more like, right. man, we're gonna all going to die someday. Why isn't everyone thinking about that all the time? And then after a while you're like, well, why am I thinking about it all the time? It's, so yeah,
0: don't let, it ruin, don't let it
1: ruin the present,
0: right? It's, exactly, unless it's happening in yeah, that gotta, moment, nothing you do about it. So
1: yeah, you got to get over it. But I mean, my point right. is I want to, uh, I want to extend this. I'm not. I'm not living a life that would extend it, but I'm saying, like, I'd like it to be longer, you know? Like, I'm not making well, the right choices health-wise or whatever to to do that.
0: You're not? But,
1: no, no, no. I mean, like, I might not be eating the right food. I might be, you know, doing whatever. I do a lot of things that don't uh, reflect that thought process, but I would like yeah. to uh, hang around as much as I can.
0: body's pretty resilient. I've seen some people recover from some major, major things. It's okay, you know, unless you're doing it for, you know, decades. But even... Even so, I mean, yeah, you'll bounce back. I mean,
1: I go to the doctor know, and they're like, uh, "Oh, everything's fine. Your blood pressure's fine. Everything's good." Yeah. I'm like, "Can you just tell me to be better, please?" Because I, I'm, <laughs> if you keep saying everything's fine, I'm not going to change anything. You know, i just uh, tell me. And yeah, like I got to stop this well. coke habit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Everything looks good." I'm like, "Come on, just say be better." And then, yeah. but if they did, I would be like, "Oh, you just said it because I told you." Point is, like these metrics on my health can't keep up if I keep doing. Like, I need, uh, you know. I have trouble with motivating myself, but there's the, like, The wine health.
0: bottles are not all open back then, man. You're doing okay. That's
1: good. true. But health on my like to-do list is pretty far down the list. I've got a lot uh, of things that would jump in front of it. And I think well, I've been to the gym, the gym like three times in my life. So meaning I don't do enough and, uh, and it's not in my realm of like super caring about it at the moment. So well, I'll get there.
0: For what it's worth, while, uh, yeah, you, you are younger than me, but you'll, you'll, it'll be more important as you get older. So. What if we could do prevention wise it's always pays off later so
1: yeah meditation you know. is something i'm trying to do a lot more yeah there. so to your point because you know. i think that's something that people um kind of balk at or just oh, don't man. um it, it seems stupid on the face of it sometimes to a lot of people even myself included because i i have so much going on in my head that like to sit and try to not think or whatever it seems counterintuitive but it's super helpful for your brain.
0: Yeah, with ADHD, it takes a lot of effort to zone out. I've I've been uh, in over the past I don't know five or six years. I've had pl- times where I'm like, hey, I'm pretty good. I'm almost every day I, I take ten fifteen minutes. But this past year or so, I have not been able to really zone out clearly. I'm always thinking about it. yeah. it's hard. I need but, guided yeah, meditation
1: because yeah. if it's guided, then I I'm right. not. Yeah, it makes it much easier uh, on my own. Yeah. otherwise the monkey guide you exactly yeah but always bring it back to the breath or whatever i don't know what version you do but um mine's more about just focusing on the breath and or um focusing on some sort of specific motivational thing i like a calming voice walking me through it because it's less likely that i'll um, get distracted but the main thing is if anyone is interested in meditation is there's no way to mess it up if you start thinking about stuff, it's no big deal. Just try to recognize it, let it go, and yeah. you know, go back to meditating. It's not like right. you
0: failed. I, I usually just go into gratitude first. Uh, gratitude and, and a little bit of breathing. I've done the guided thing off and on for a while, but yeah, it depends on who, who it is. So um, let me ask you a couple questions about Excel. You don't have to expand this if you don't have anything here, but I'm sort of curious. I asked you about the, you know the crazy failure stories and successes. So I'm in the same league of Carol Baskin. I've got a crazy bad story, but she's got a good success. What about an Excel? Have you seen anything there that really shocked you?
1: Oh, I've definitely had my own experiences in failing in an yeah. Excel. And also, I've probably had more failure moments. My memory is just not that great. So I'm sure some people are like, oh, why don't you talk about this one? But I don't, uh, you know, off the top of my head, it isn't coming. But I do remember having to walk into uh, the CFO's office with my tail between my legs after a giant presentation I made the week before. And yeah. I was like, remember that? two million dollars we were going to make next year <laughs> uh that was like a mistake it's fictional it hasn't happened yet but it was a math mistake so you're gonna have to drop your expectations by like two million but it was like <laughs> you know on a lot on a much more it wasn't like two million was the total amount we were making but you know it bad. still wow. did not look good because i'd forgotten to factor depreciation into the balance sheet set whatever the you know Excel can get complicated so that's really why i think i'm really good at teaching it because I, have yeah. in those moments and stuff, I'm like, okay, how can I make this? So I'm never going to make this mistake again. How do yeah. I make like a bulletproof spreadsheet that can't have any errors and it yells at me if anything's wrong because I don't want to do, I don't want to have to go back in there. And even if it's, I mean, the weird thing is uh, if I'm making a five-year forward-looking financial plan, which is what yeah. I would do for companies, uh, I'm not a psychic. So how do I even to, I can say if you did this, that, and the other thing, the math says you'll get here, but you got to go into the real world and do those things yeah. just cause it's in a fancy Excel sheet. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. So like a lot of times we'll miss targets just cause people don't change the way they do things. They're just, yeah. it's in a budget. So it's, it's going to be there. But you
0: know, I- investors call business plans are works of fiction anyway. I mean, it's all just, there's so yeah. many there's so many intangible variables. You have no way of knowing It's just guessing. Excel sheet, not much different, I guess. Like, hey, this is what I'm on. on forward-looking statements, right? Obviously, on yeah. reporting for the past, it should be accurate. But for the forward I mean, stuff, the math
1: you know, checks out. It's like, if you had this many customers and this, many, I mean, I do it. So it's a, it all makes sense, but it's all yeah. theoretical on whether it would happen. And since yeah. I grew up in Salem, Massachusetts, which is a witch city, I'm very familiar with, um, you know, psychics and fortune tellers and things like that. So it's like, how much do I have to pay you to lie to me? Okay, cool. And I feel like that's what corporate America is in those situations. Like you're paying me a lot more, but I'm just literally yeah. trying to predict what will happen or give you something that, right. that is a possibility. I remember I was working for these people and they, they they were doing a CBD. This is when CBD was just starting. out as like a, yeah. a, a thing and they had me doing something that like five years out there making $2 billion. And I'm like, that's more than like the whole sunscreen industry or whatever it was at the time. Uh, combined how are you guys as as just a cbd company whatever people can get crazy with the projections but um a lot of times it's just whatever they want it to be a lot of jobs i've been at and they're like here's here it is and they're like it needs to be a little bit higher and i'm like okay well why don't you just tell me the right answer and i'll make it come out that way because it's like it's all math you know
0: that's hilarious yeah wow
1: interesting stuff that was for viacom one of the biggest companies in the world so like I'm like So I had like wow. a, li- a lies sheet. I didn't call it a lies sheet. It was like a New York plug sheet, but it was like, this is the stuff I can't justify because I was just told to do it. I don't want to muddy it with all my real stuff. So I'll just separate it and go, I can't explain this because they just said they wanted it, but you know, we're going to make 2.7 million because of CRM. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> What's how thank how did that happen? You, ben. <laughs> Let me take that to the shareholders
0: and bump up our <laughs> stock price. You just made exactly. us an extra billion dollars valuation with yeah. your spreadsheet magic.
1: <laughs> so oh, I, I, I started to go more away from like huge companies and, and more yeah. towards the small businesses because they at least understood the struggle and also yeah. were more realistic. And I like having real things, uh, like the real stuff behind the spreadsheet. Like I used to work yeah. for a video game company, the one that made Rock Band and Guitar Hero um, oh. back in the day. And so sure. when there's a physical, tangible thing happening, rather than just rich people trading money, it's more interesting for me, and every time I got fired, I'd switch industries so I could learn a new industry yeah. and how it works. Because
0: I, I was at a party once years ago with a bunch of guys in the neighborhood. There was about seven or eight of us there, and this one guy looked around after about a half an hour talking. Says, "You know what? I just realized something. Why? Because I'm the only person here that makes something.
1: <laughs>
0: he made like tops of ketchup bottles. Everyone else was like you said, moving money around with their trades and their funds and all their, all their, and their, their consulting, they weren't making anything, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this guy made the tops of ketchup bottles that he he did pretty well with it. There's a lot of,
1: it's cool. Well, especially when something that helps someone, I mean, video games debatably help people, but I got to go to China and see like the first Paul McCartney bases come off the line, uh, they're blue plastic because they were just using whatever mold stuff they were using. But like Yoko Ono came to our office and Danny Harrison and stuff. It was crazy to work there. Yeah. Um, I was Very there for like cool. five years, and then I just, they got sold to a private equity company, so Viacom didn't own them. Then I got a boss who I hated, and then I physically repelled from the work. <laughs> I usually should have quit, but I don't give up, so then they eventually fire me. It's kind of how it goes.
0: Different kind of failure. Speaking of that, um, if somebody wants, to, if you want to preview a, a person to be on your show, um, how do they get a hold of you?
1: So there's a, many different ways. Uh, there's a failureguy.com website, which, uh, will certainly, uh, lead them towards my email address. You can email me, Ben at pod.fail, 10 letters, Ben at pod.fail. You can find me on Instagram at failureguyben. Uh, a lot of times I don't know where people should find me. LinkedIn is probably where I have the biggest presence, but I don't have a beard in the headshot. And I only knew I could grow a beard about a year ago. So I'm really, really upset with the amount of time I spend without one. And, uh, and yeah, just reach out to me in any way. I'm all over the place. If you go to failureguide.com, I'm sure you can find me. ExcelExposure.com is what I should have said because that's the thing that makes me money. But I don't uh, typically direct people there. But if you use the the code Failure for my premium course, you get 20% off.
0: Okay, so I'll do. I'll run that by slower. Make sure it, it'll be in the show notes here too. But it's um ExcelExposure.com is your business. Yep, and FailureGuide.com is the podcast. Correct. All right. Very good. Ben, It's great having you on today. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And when I do get to around to writing a book, I'm going to reach out to you.
0: All right. I look forward to talking about it. I'd love the topic of c- catching all these, uh, all these fails out there. And that finishes up our show today, the Author your Brand Show. That was Ben Courier from ExcelExposure.com or the Failure FailureGuy.com. Check him out. And of course, subscribe by clicking below here. And you get some free goodies from others as well. Thanks so much. This is Doug Crow, your host of the Author Brand Show.